I've been uh, studying here in London for the past couple of years. I'm doing a PhD in composition with Jennifer Walsh and Christopher Fox at Brunel University. And um, as I've uh, been writing uh, pieces for this uh, PhD, I've been steadily uploading um, recordings onto SoundCloud, um, which is a streaming service. And um, the guys at the label must have heard uh, particular recording of mine marshes uh for for 12 guitarists and uh they uh, they got in touch and asked me if i'd be interested in working with them um uh, maybe making an album with them and uh my response was of course <laughs> uh yeah it it, it took a, a few months to decide on the exact format of the release um in the end we decided we'd like to do an actual physical cd as well as something downloadable because a CD for me, apart from, you know, being a great physical object to have, um, it works as a sort of an, an interactive business card in a way, um, something you can hand out after a gig. And um, and the, the track list, uh, I was I was working on a, a couple of pieces, Tampered for solo cello and also Sleep Spindles for percussion duet and we figured that this this these could be uh, nice nice recordings to go to go with marshes um and then the, the the following few months after that I, I went about finishing those pieces and i ended up recording uh the latter two pieces there myself um with tampered i i traveled to stuttgart to record with celine papillon who's this wonderful cellist um and then i recorded sleep spindles myself um and and so it's a three track album but uh about 40 minutes of music i think it's a a solid slice of, of noise music. I should mention the label is uh, Slip or Slip Imprint and, and the website is slipimprint.co.uk. Um, but I've been uh, familiar with Joe Snape's work, who's uh, a composer from Birmingham and he's traveled a lot around Europe. Uh, he's a brilliant composer and and I know they they had released uh, music by Mika Levy who had done the soundtrack to Under the Skin um, which was out last year one of my favorite films last year and I don't know uh, it was sort of an exception in a way because for a challenging film to also have a uh, a challenging soundtrack that was kind of unheard of as far as I uh, as I was concerned so being connected with these um, composers who, who I was familiar with was was definitely a plus for me and uh, yeah I got, I got to know them over the course of various emails and we, we met up a few times and they seemed like a perfect match actually for my music and they're sort of my age as well um, and they're interested in more than just releasing um, the album they were they're interested in putting on label gigs and uh, getting getting the acts together and and making collaborations between the various acts happen. So yeah, it was it was perfect actually. In general, I, I try to push, I suppose, the the timbral palette of, of acoustic instruments as far as I can. Um, and this means focusing almost entirely on sounds that uh, traditionalists might consider to be uh, incidental. Um, uh, and 
And sometimes that means uh, avoiding things like a definite melody or a definite sense of rhythm. Um, but when I'm actually writing for an instrument, um, a specific instrument, I'd, I, I'd like to get my hands on it, um, whether that's getting a loan of it or buy, buying a student version of the instrument. Um, and I tend to spend a lot of time figuring out its, its hidden sounds. Um, I try to avoid using technique books because I guess I feel a lot of those technique books have been around now for 50 years or so. And, and the sounds within them, although quite interesting, are, are in the public domain at this point. Um, I, I've, I've heard them a lot of times. Uh, so I, I try to go for sounds that maybe I wouldn't be familiar with um, before. Um, and, and I tend to record as I, as I write. So I, I often end up with, I don't know, hour long uh, recordings of an improvisation. And I cut those apart and pick out um, the, the, the sounds that I like. And, and sometimes I construct the piece as a, as a sort of a large demo um, in, in Logic or something like that, an, an audio program, um, which, which is great in the absence of a, of a, a, a MIDI mock-up, you know. Um, but yeah, that, so that's how I actually go about the process. And, and then when it comes to notating it, that is um, the very last step, aside from <laughs> giving the piece a title. Um, I, I, I don't know how to, I guess it's, um, I, I try to find a, a more, as, as efficient a means as possible to communicate the music to the performer. Um, sometimes this means using graphics and things like that, but I like to think of it as a non-superfluous approach. Um, it, it has to, it actually has to be functional and, and be clear to the performer. I think sometimes graphic scores, um, they're, they're seen as works of art in themselves, but to me, they, they're meant to support the music. They're there to, um, to instruct the performer. Um, so yeah, it's, I, I sometimes use bits of lingua franca as well. It's just an, and an, if there's a nice balance or, or if, if, if just standard Western notation works by itself, then that's absolutely fine as well. I'm just trying to avoid, I guess, giant paragraphs of text above uh, a tide semi-brief or something like that, where a, a simple intuitive graph would work better. Mm -hmm. 